here we are with the post-game interview for the European Grand Campaign event. We had two good rounds, a lot of casualties. We had Hills Counterattack and Eastwood Skirmish, where the USA Campaign won both rounds. They were attacking both rounds, so that means that the USA Campaign was playing CSA on Hills, and then they were playing on USA on Eastwood Skirmish. We have a couple of leaders from both campaigns today, and we have a lot of frontline reporters and announcers, which is also very cool. We're going to introduce everybody. So first, let's start off with the CSA campaign. Representing them today, we have Rolo. Hi, I'm Rolo. I'm major for the 13th Georgia, and I'm representing Peach Corps for this interview. All right, thank you. And so that's all we have for CSA campaign. On USA campaign, um, we have Stalins. Hi, I'm Stalin from PA, Captain. And yellow is nice. Thank you. And then we have Killer and Gareth, both from ANV. They're normally CSA campaign, but they played on USA today. I just wanted to make that clarification. So first we have Killer. Uh, yeah, Killer, Killer. Command officer of the ANV in 10th of Alabama. God save the Queen. And then we have Gareth. Hi, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Gareth, TYC for the ANV. All right, and I appreci- and appreciate you guys introducing yourselves. Now on to our... Uh, team for the day, there's myself as Guardian Eagle, and then my other announcer today was Pagan. My name's uh, Pagan Squirrel, Sergeant of Picket Brigade 38th Artillery, Guns of the South. Thank you. Following the Union campaign perspective today, we had McPhail. How's it going? I'm uh, Captain McPhail. I'm from 5th Florida of Sussex Brigade, 5th uh, Florida for life. And then following the CSA campaign today, we had Lakota Wolf. I'm uh, Lakota Wolf, first lieutenant for uh, Pickett's Brigade, uh, formerly of 28 sharpshooters, but now we are all 28th, and uh, yeah, good to be here. All right, I appreciate it. Now let's move on to the first round. So the USA campaign won playing as CSA attacking on Hills Counterattack. So with that being said, would the USA campaign like to say their strategy going into the round and how they reacted to the ever-changing battlefield? Um. So obviously it was first Delaware's token, so Bus had the overall sort of strategy. Um, but his the the initial plan was just to you know cap the point as early as we can to you know it's the only way to kind of draw them out and to be as aggressive as possible on the left side to just continuously keep sort of you know pushing the left so that they can't use it against us on the point and all that sort of stuff. And we just try to play for time. The longer that we had the the point, the you know, the longer the game went on, which meant that they run out of tickets. So we got more, a lot more casualties out of it too. Stalins or Gareth, you guys have anything else to add to that? No, I mean, pretty much every time we play like that, that's how we do it. It's just pretty much constant cap. Yeah, Get same the, pretty uh, much. Get the out in the open where you can kill them. All right. Cool. Uh, we'll move on to the CSA campaign, who was defending as Union. What was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Uh, I think it's just me. So <laughs> uh, so our plan was for Peach Corps, which is the 13th Georgia and 24th Georgia, to go on the left. Um, we were kind of sent there just as a to prevent any flanking movements by the CSA, and our main force went on the right side, which is the woods. Um, we basically wanted to hold that high ground, use it to counterattack the point wherever possible if the CSA tried to capture the point. Um, 
it was kind of starting off okay, but then I think a lot of the regiments on the far right were sort of pushed back and were unable to hold it. So eventually, Peach Corps got asked um, to come to the right and support the charge, which is what we did. So we just did a full Union charge, and then that was those sort of counterattacks that you saw on point throughout the game. Um, unfortunately, like some of the uh, regiments did not manage to enter officer chat tonight uh, for both maps, so the communication was kind of non-existent in officer chat for the uh, for our guys, but um, we still managed to coordinate in-game best we could. Uh, it seemed to work okay for some of the, well, some of the charges anyway. Alright, sounds good. Thank you for that. Now moving on to our second round here. Eastwood Skirmish. The USA campaign was playing Union. They won what was your guys' strategy going into that round, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Um, it was to be as aggressive as possible and just try and just basically just not allow the CSA to, to form up properly in a nice, like, sort of straight line. Because, I mean, as the CSA, you want to stop them getting into the cones, stop them taking the top of the hill, and just kind of keep them on their side of the field. So our initial plan was just to get into that cone as fast as possible and just cause havoc which I think we definitely did. And from then on, it was just, I don't think any, there was no organization. I mean, both sides didn't have any organization, to be honest. It was all just kind of get in, get, you know, get bloody. And I feel like because of that initial big push, um, it just meant that both sides just weren't able to proper, or, you know, organize each other. So it was just constant little skirmishes everywhere, which came in our favor because we were obviously the attacking team. There was obviously still a lot of organization. I'm not going to say it was just a complete slaughter, but yeah, after that, there was kind of just, you know, find a spot and find an enemy, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, because if the CSA can stop that first charge, then on that map, the Union has a hell of a time trying to uh, get the tickets down, trying to get anywhere. So as soon as that first charge that went in on the Union right was successful it was just a case of just keep moving just keep attacking don't let them settle don't let them get organized don't let them get a proper counterattack going because we don't want to have to start from scratch again yeah i also accidentally cap point which was definitely part of my plan and definitely not an accident like i just said it was totally a pre-planned move that worked in our favor because the second they recapped we just destroyed them and recapped and then we won the day pretty much yeah, your timing was perfect, mate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he did try and say it wasn't him in the Steam chat. But <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was... <laughs> Alright, listen here, son. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't me. It was my unit. I mean, uh, acting under orders <laughs> from me. So, uh, overall, I get, the, I get the credit for it. Not for capping, but for winning. All for right? the win, yeah. That's how this works. Exactly. Thank you, thank you. And also, Killer, come on. What happens in Steam chat stays in Steam chat, yeah? Exactly. Can't be revealing the secrets. Can't be talking about all the sexy times. It's... <sighs> Just can't. And with that being said, let's move on to the CSA campaign who was defending on Eastwood Skirmish's CSA. What was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you react to the ever-change of Battlefield? Um, so, uh, for this map, we wanted to put Peach Core on the right side, CSA right. Uh, we were going to hold the high ground um, with the 14th originally um initially that did not happen the 14th i think at the last second decided to go left they didn't tell us they were doing that but it, it worked out fine because 
for the best part of the map, the Peach Corps managed to hold that right side quite well. We killed quite a few units that tried to push the fence. Um, and on the left side was basically everybody else. Everyone else was to hold the cornfield, um, hold that stone wall, kind of pull the Union in, and then just kill them as they came to the cornfield. Again, the uh, the officer chat was non-existent kind of for the second map, so we kind of we had no idea what was happening on the, uh, the left side. They had no idea what was happening on the right side. Um, so we're kind of just guessing the whole time. No one was communicating. Uh, the point recaptures on the second map were much harder because we were kind of finding it more difficult to communicate in-game. Um, we obviously tried to use officer chat at first, but again, some of the regiments weren't in the officer chat. So we kind of uh, just decided that Peach Corps would just charge into point every time to kind of recapture it. And I think on one of the counterattacks, it kind of worked because we managed to wipe like two or three Union regiments on point. And then I think it was Hoods came in like after we got wiped and then they managed to like finish off who was ever on point and get the recapture. I'm not sure which one that was though. Um, but in the end, I feel like we just, well, we're losing too many tickets basically. And when the right side fell, that was kind of just it for the CSA. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, we'll start with our announcers, frontline reporters, see if they have any questions. Uh, Pagan, do you have any questions from the overview? Uh, yeah, mine more is for, like, on, on, when it comes to both the maps, when um, when it comes to the defense with the CSA slash, you know, who were defending on, well, yeah, the CSA defending on both maps. What was the thought process through the officers when it came to realizing how aggressive that the Union was going to be playing tonight? Like, what, what was their thought process when they realized that the Union was going to come out and smack them at every single engagement they were trying to push on? Is that one for me? I'm guessing. Yeah, for you, Rolo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said before, we, we kind of had zero communication. So for like the first 30 minutes off the match, not one single word was said in officer chat. Um, so the communication was just absolute radio silence tonight. So we were kind of just more observing. We're kind of just like, you know, getting the binos out, kind of watching like what's happening on the left, what's happening on the right. And, you know, as we watch union uh, units get like wiped, we're kind of like, oh crap, like that's where we're needed. That was kind of just our thought process. Um, on the first map, we tried to hold the left really hard, but um, like the union were kind of just sending more and more people against us. Um, and eventually we just couldn't hold it as a single regiment. So we kind of would pull back and then try to help on the other side. I think as well on both maps, I think because there was a bit of confusion, a lot of people were holding their regiments in reserve. Especially on the second map, there was maybe like 25, 30 guys that were just sitting really far back in the woods and not engaging. Um, and they were kind of like, uh, they could probably hear you know melee happening in front of them, but they just weren't charging in. I'm not quite sure why that is. I think it was maybe just like I said, the, the kind of radio silence was causing a bit of confusion for some of the regiments. Um, I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah, yeah, it does. And then over on the Union side, I know AMV, PA, like, when it comes to the chemistry, I know AMV, y'all played with those 42nd PA guys a good bit, and I think y'all played with PA and those boys. Did, would you think that chemistry you've built with these other units relates to how you were able to play tonight? That you were, they were, you basically, you were confident in each other to play that more aggressive play style on maps that you got to be got to be careful because of the the way the tickets are set up yeah i mean well because it's a campaign battle obviously all the losses reflect on the regiment's token we're fighting for so you kind of have to 
there has to be a level of trust anyway between the units and i feel like we obviously boss is well known to a lot of people he plays he's been here a while so we all kind of he you know he trusted that we all would be able to you know do what we thought was best kill charge whatever and just you know be mindful of the losses that we're taking as well as the ones that we're inflicting but on a grand scale yeah it was more we had a lot more cohesion and you know regiments were reinforcing each other we were able to make you know somewhat coordinated charges whenever we whenever we could and yeah that definitely did help if that answers your question yeah that does and i think that's aside from like do just do you want to give a little i know i'm not sure if any of your guys you know you were like with the communication towards artillery, did you, do you have any like explanation of what your artillery was doing for either one of those rounds? No idea. <laughs> they they I'm... did their thing. That was that was it. Yeah, yeah so my guys were just was... sucking shooting. <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing at any point. Yeah, yeah the first map was slightly different because we would always coordinate. Like when they went on point to recap it, artillery would always wait until they've recapped the point before shooting. Because if you it's the same with like rifles. If you just sit there and shoot at them while they're recapping point, even if they like take half losses, they're all gonna get all those tickets back because they're gonna yeah. go to your morale level. So you want to wait until they capture point, and then you just shoot them down with arty and rifles and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that was just kind of the little things. Yeah, but not that, really on a grand scale things. Yeah, other than that, I don't think I have any more questions, Lakota or McPhail. I think if you have any. Um, those are some pretty good questions you had. Uh, I do have I do have a question about that second map for CSA. Uh, whoever wants to answer this, whoever's playing on CSA second map, towards the end there, it seemed like everybody got really spread out, and then when the Union was moving towards point and eventually capped and won the match, was there any conversation about consolidating quicker, or um really i'm i'm kind of at a loss why people weren't closer to the point at that point it seemed like everybody was really spread out just wondering what was going on within the command chat at that time and uh why you guys decided to be uh ultra conservative on that map um so like i said the 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 chat was kind of non-existent um a lot of the regiments playing as csa didn't actually turn up to the officer chat um, and the ones that were there uh, just had their mic on mute the whole time. So I, I can only speak for like me in the 24th. We were kind of desperately shouting to regiments saying like, what are you doing? Can we please attack? Can we please like put a time stamp down to attack? And then when we, you know, that went on for like five or 10 minutes and like just radio silence. So what we, we ended up doing was sending runners. So we would just get guys to break off from our line. Kind of, we kind of treated it like historical rules. So we're just sending runners to other regiments saying like, hey guys, can we attack? And then the runners were kind of coming back empty-handed saying like, oh, they're not talking to us. Um, and then it wasn't until actually, I think it was either myself or Colonel Pearl who died. And then we kind of like saw the the map, you know, when you're respawning and we saw that there was like a regiment just holding really far back in the woods. It was like 20, I think it was between like 20 and 25 guys were just kind of sitting like, if you're kind of looking at the cornfield like really really far back into the woods and they were just sat there for like maybe 10 15 minutes just like hearing melees going off and stuff and just not moving i'm not even sure who those guys were to be honest but uh 
yeah, so when we charged into point at the end, it was kind of just like Peach Corps was the only regiment that charged. And I think Hood's charge like, almost got to point. And there was like three other CSA regiments that didn't even charge at the end. Um, and I honestly can't tell you why. I, I just think they just didn't really know what was going on. That's my only <laughs> explanation. Yeah, that's really rough when uh, communication breaks down like that. That's happened uh, when I've been in command chat a couple of times. You just get crickets and nobody's really answering each other. And It's really important that uh, just to keep open lines of communication and even try to try to pull together as much as you can. Like, just don't give up. But, uh, you know, you guys did the best that you could with the cards being played. So, uh, you know, you shouldn't feel too bad about what happened. Oh no, absolutely, dude. We we definitely fought hard, and I said to my guys, you know, we tried our best, and we just it was just unfortunate you when know, we couldn't take on the union ourselves. So it just wasn't quite enough of us, but um, it was still a good fight, and still definitely GG. So hopefully that can be a good lesson for uh, other regiments in the future. Like, don't let your communication break down because we saw what happened this evening, and sorry that happened to you guys, and that really sucks. Uh. McPhail, do you have any questions? Lakota, do you have any more questions? I'll do one for CSA the first round. Did you guys, was taking that hill on the left side a big priority? You guys went pretty light on that right side against the corn. I know PA was over there, and I think they were the only ones over there. So A and V and everybody else is on the other side. Did you guys, was that part of the original strategy, or did that kind of just come about? Well, I mean, the CSA right is easier for artillery to hit compared to the CSA left. So that's why we put more guys on the left to be more aggressive on there and then let the artillery deal with whatever's in the corn with PA and 9th Corps. And then obviously we had 42nd capping the point and stuff. So it was, um, yeah, it was mainly just trying to do as, as much. Boss's strategy was to just go for kills and get as much, um, you know, kill as many tickets as we could before we, before we capped the point every time. Which I think we definitely succeeded we definitely in doing. Did. Yeah. And then the uh, also that that round that one that's the one I had the most questions about. The second one was basically pretty straightforward. You guys just just won. Um, the first one though, um, when you guys capped the second time, when it was still taking losses for the Union, did you guys mean to do that, or were you hoping they'd go down? Or um, I think we had a timer of twenty five minutes or around there to cap it again, um, which kind of worked in our favor because when they hit breaking, it meant that we had like twenty three minutes to get them in the last stand or cap point. So they were kind of screwed at that point. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't lie. Definitely felt a brave thing to do. Yeah, and I also want to say that first map, CSA, excellent job capping the point right away on hills. Uh, me and a few other people were big advocates of keeping that cap point and are keeping that point cap just the way you guys did. That was an excellent move right off the bat, just pushing to the point. So good on you guys. I just wanted to add that comment. Yeah, I think our record is um, on that map. I think we've had it both sides taking losses at 38 minutes still on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cap straight away and keep capping. Does anyone have any more questions or comments they'd like to make for the round? Or tonight's event? I don't think of. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Sounds good. With that being said, the European Grand Campaign Discord is in the description below if you want your regiment to join up. Lots of fun. As you can see, a lot of casualties today. 
Very, very good. On top of that, all the regiments that participated in this event will be in the description as well. Join one of them. Lots of fun. Uh, join the Battle Line Discord. We need more frontline reporters and announcers like we had today. It was absolutely beautiful to have multiple perspectives like we did from both sides and the overview. And I hope to continue having that going forward. So, yeah. That being said, please like, comment, share, subscribe for more. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good night.